Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Linda Kelly and I spoke many times during lockdown, during COVID, about restrictions in maternity units and how tough they were and how difficult it was for people, particularly people having a difficulty, shall we say. I did not know, Linda Kelly, that those restrictions were still there, and I think a lot of listeners wouldn't have known that. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. It is so sad that we're still talking about this now, particularly in situations where hospitals are reconsidering the mandatory use of masks. And it's fair to say that things have improved a lot from when we last spoke. It's not the really dire situation it was then, but we know that there are still problems. And so today there's probably people going out to CUMH for an antenatal appointment. And as soon as they get in, they're being told, sorry, your partner has to wait outside and now what I understand actually is most people are ignoring that when it's being said to them Um, but really people should have an expectation at this point when they go to the hospital with their partner that there is no question that they're being asked to wait outside Yeah, Rules were introduced of course in in March 2020, very strict rules overnight Uh, and and they lasted for, for quite some time What did Stephen Donnelly do then in August of 2021? So Stephen Donnelly made announcements that there was no need for the restrictions to be in place in maternity hospitals. Um, And I think at the time when we would have spoken at that time, there's broad agreement from the political system that they didn't need to be in place at the level that they were at. And you remember that was at the point where if somebody was going through a pregnancy loss or some devastating news in a maternity hospital, they were being forced to do it on their own. And after that, we had an engagement with the HSE for a long number of months to really try and improve the situation. And it did in a lot of instances. And then last summer in July, the Health Protection Surveillance Centre, which is the arm of the HSE responsible for infection prevention control measures during COVID um, and also generally, they retired all of their COVID-19 advice. So from last summer, really, there should have been an expectation that things were in the main reverting back to pre-pandemic times. So, so let me know. get this right. So in August 2021, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting this, this together for people who'd have no connection with the services. So mm-hmm. just so so the, obviously they were introduced when they were introduced. And I think we'd all agree at the time we just did what we could to protect people. But in August of 2021, the minister himself said that these restrictions were no longer necessary. And he was mm-hmm. 
in many places he was ignored. In July of 2022, like you said, that branch of the HSE that looks looks at these things, it said in July of 2022 there was no need for any of these restrictions to be in place anymore. Yet they remained in place. In some instances, so it's predominantly now around general antenatal appointments. But I did have a very harrowing story over the weekend from somebody attending CUMH, whereby they were going into A&E with a very bad bleed and they were told their partner was stopped from coming in with them. There's absolutely no justification for that to happen anymore. And I think the other piece as well that is really upsetting people is they they still can't. There's an almost blanket ban on bringing in any older children to visit their new sibling. And I think families are really now at this stage finding that very distressing, particularly from a logistics point of view as well. It's also very difficult if you don't have other care arrangements you know it may mean that your partner can't come to visit you if they don't have somebody to mind an older child Mm -hmm. and so you're actually really causing a lot of hardship to that family and there's there's no justification for it anymore because we know that those covid specific guidances have all been retired and now we see that the mask wearing mandate is also coming to an end in hospitals. 19th of april which i think is just next week the 19th of april masks will no longer I was in the bonds myself only a week or two ago for just for a, a routine scan and I had to wear a mask right up into the into the room but that'll be gone now from the 19th and and I, I this I, can, I just can't get my head around this both the minister for health and that branch of the HSE responsible for these things both said back as far as last July there was no need for these restrictions yet they're still there who has the right Linda to override both of those, shall we say, austere authorities. Well, I think that's uh, that's the question we've been asking right throughout this whole process because it has shone a light that hospitals are operating without sanction, without consequence in making these decisions. And I think it has kind of brought to the fore that there are serious questions to be asked about that because what, you know, what decision-making power is there within hospitals that they can, that they can operate outside of that and impose on women attending maternity services that they have to do it on their own it's a very anxious time it's a very joyous time but when you walk over the threshold of the hospital to go in for an antenatal appointment you don't know what's going to happen at that antenatal appointment anything could happen um, good, bad or indifferent and that's why people need to have support with them and people shouldn't have to worry that their partner is going to be stopped at the door anymore and people should be able to bring in their other children to visit their newborn particularly when you're in if you have a cesarean section you could be in hospital for three to four days it's a very long time to be away if you have other young children Um, and it's something I think that really needs now a bit of focus from the HSC at senior leadership team level to make sure that all hospitals are operating because it's not like you know if you talk to anyone who's going to Hollis Street in Dublin they're having very positive experiences Um, and it's not the same that postcode lottery is back in place and it really needs to be looked at yeah because it does i mean it, it just it's a question that comes up too frequently i think when you're talking about anything to do with politics or health or any element of of public services here the minister said lift the restrictions the 
important body within the HSE said lift the restrictions. And yet there are executives in hospitals who can ignore those instructions, which brings us to ask the old question, Linda, who the hell is running the show? Who is really in charge? And when you find out the answer to that, PJ, I think there's lots of us who'd be interested to know the answer because it's been a real struggle. I think we were, when Professor Martin Cormican was in situ, he was a really incredible person to be able to actually discuss these issues with at the HSC level. And when he left his post, that engagement came to an end. And we need leadership like that again now within the HSC to make sure that this doesn't become the new normal for people. I heard I heard a number of interviews with with Professor Cormack in in the course of restrictions. And what I found about him was absolutely stuck to his reasons for doing what he was doing but scrupulously fair in that discussion. Absolutely. An absolute gentleman, I would say. And if it wasn't for him and a woman named Angela O'Neill, I think the very worst of the restrictions that were put in place would still be in place to this day if it wasn't for those people. So who's who's benefiting from the restrictions that are still there? Only... Only a, a cadre of management who want quieter, easier hospitals to run without there being partners there to see what's happening and to advocate for the person they're with would be my honest assessment, PJ. I don't think too many people would disagree with you. Linda, thank you very much. Corks 96 FM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.